lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would say, I like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You're trying to be cool. You look like a fool to me. Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honestly you promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. Hi guys, how are you doing? It's exactly 9.37 p.m. this Tuesday evening and this is Merle Class for bringing my episode number, whatever it is, on the Just Nobody podcast because I don't keep track of stuff, you know, and I don't have an assistant who would, uh, who would really keep track of stuff. But hey, man, I'm here. I know I'm a little late. I'm, I know I'm kind of, oops, I did it again. I kind of, uh, I have I, delayed the show again. Like, oops, I did it again. I delayed the show by two more days. Oh, baby, baby. Yes, I was supposed to have my episode uh, delivered on Sunday, if not on Sunday, on Monday, and it's already Tuesday. I'm really sorry about it. Oops, I did it again. But whatever it is, here I am. And uh, most probably, I will not be uploading the episode today, tonight. Uh, I'm not really sure. I might do it tomorrow early morning. But let's see how it really goes. I'm not really sure. So how are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, how's life Um Amid the pandemic, you know, is it is it going great guns? Have you learned kind of ways to uh, to kind of uh, survive the pandemic? Because I was um, I was I, I been I actually gone to Union Station to get uh, to get some nice banana um, banana pudding from Magnolia. You know, Magnolia Bakery is a very popular bakery. They're about, uh, I believe it's pre- it's pretty international, but in the United States, uh, uh, there there are only a few stores that they have. These bakeries um, in New York, in Chicago, in LA, in Boston, and DC. Uh, and at DC, it's at Union Station, so it's right, you know, at the station um, where you have. Uh, interstate kind of trains taking off etc so i went there actually on uh i went there on saturday it was it was saturday i was kind of so freaked out first and foremost when i'd gone uh to the station which was always packed now that is a station which carries people from one state to the other from dc to boston or uh or uh, Baltimore, or it goes to New York and stuff like that, far away, like Delaware, etc. So when I looked at the station that day, I was like so, I was like so shocked, like I had a jaw drop movement. I said, this station, which used to be crowded, like packed, you had to literally, you know, kind of find your way 
because there's so many people and it's so crowded uh and the place outside it is always so crowded it has a shopping mall at that metro station um inside inside the um uh inside and it's huge it's a huge shopping mall it has a good stuff like the magnolia bakeries inside there and there was pin drop silence it was literally haunted that station was haunted you know literally nobody there and i was like what the fuck it was so demotivating it was so you know that feeling of this is sad like it can't happen like you know this just can't be real like i i uh, it, yeah it's been it's been a while now since i got off got out and went to that particular station or went to that place because um uh you know we are all in a lockdown not allowed to move around everything is closed even if you're going there we had to kind of, i went with my one of my friends and we had to walk uh at looking around for food because we want to have dinner somewhere you know and we had to walk around for at least 40 minutes to find a place to eat at because of course you can't eat inside at any of locations so most of the restaurants were closed and it was like it was about 5 5:30 or something restaurants were closed uh stores were closed entire dc was kind of shut down you know uh, that that that's what lockdowns are for right so but it was so depressing man i just couldn't see the state you know because uh you know you see so many people otherwise and then suddenly it's just like what what are we doing you know what what is this like uh so i didn't get my um I didn't get this uh, pudding that I was banana pudding that I was really looking for because uh, if I would suggest that if you are in these areas you got to go to Magnolia Bakery they've got one of the best banana puddings and the best cakes they're really popular uh, bakery I believe they're also uh, uh, they also uh, they have a store in India which is in Bangalore of course it's Bangalore is pretty far from Mumbai where I uh, where I was born uh saudi i think it's a, uh, it's also they also have stores in saudi arabia jordan philippines the uh, the dubai and they have it in qatar so i believe they have a few places internationally and a few places in the united states it's great but uh what i saw in around the place union station and the place there from such silence from such crowd you know a usual crowded place going just haunted like pin drop silence was such a such a depressing sight like i was like what the hell is this like we need to go back to normal you know really need to go back to normal because that's when um uh that's when everything's going to be okay you know yeah. so whatever it is you know of course we, everything's going to change the way we kind of behave the way we t- uh, do stuff or the way we work whatever but you know you need to have people on the streets because the only place that i see people these days are at these grocery stores or these you know places where you get your food and stuff like that that's the those are the only places that you see people at others everything is just kind of empty you know and then while this is happening um uh, you got to kind of also keep sane physically mentally you just have to be doing stuff that keeps you kind of you know sane that is so important 
Uh, but anyways, I hope you all guys, you all, you all of you are really getting a hang of it because that's important. Others, it can really eat you up, yeah. I was actually looking at this, of course, you know, there's a lot of technology. There's this, uh, there's a smart mask which was developed by, Jap- uh, by a Japanese uh, company. And the smart mask actually translates languages, uh, 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 you know, eight, into eight languages. So if you're kind of going to a foreign country and, you know, uh, say, for instance, Japan, for instance, just say I go to Japan, I can't speak the local language. Uh, the local dialect or the local language so i can just use this face the smart mask um i believe uh, like you know uh, you just wear it over your normal mask or you just wear it and then can transcribe speeches it can make calls it can amplify voices so the eight languages that the smart mask really translates into is japanese chinese korean vietnamese indonesian english spanish and french so French, like you definitely need it because um, I remember, you know, I was actually uh, I was actually traveling to some place and I st- had a stopover in France at the French airport, at the France airport, at the Paris airport, and I was like, you know, uh, I was walking around and people are so they just speak language. It's not like you know they would uh, compromise French for English. No way. They really, I don't know what it is that they just want to. They they just start and speak with you in 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 French, you know. So uh, it's good to have such a good smart mask. That is whatever you say, whatever said to you is kind of translated. So you understand it. Other people get it. So I was looking at it, and and I know, and we all know, like the Jap. Jap- Japanese, Japanese, I was about to say Japanese, Japanese. The Japanese are very fond of technology. They're like, uh, and uh, I am crazy when it comes to Japan. The only thing that I literally want is a Japanese toilet because they've got the best toilets in the world. I just, I also actually went to uh, Amazon and checked out what the prices of this toilets. They're about $50,000 and I have no, I'll have to do fundraising. I'll have to raise funds for someone to sponsor me. And any of my listeners out there, if you want to kind of fund a Japanese toilet for me, hey man, please write to me at justanobodypodcast at gmail.com. I would definitely take it from you as of, you know, uh, because um, I believe uh, it's one of the most, I mean, if you've seen it, if you've not seen it, please just go and check it out. Uh, when it comes to technology, the Japanese have the most popular technology. They use cutting edge technology and it's creative. That's the best part of it. Now, these Japanese high-tech uh, magic toilets is what they call it. They don't need toilet paper. So all they do is, um, you know, it greets you. So as soon as you enter the uh, you want to use the toilet to go, it greets you and then it washes you off and then it dries you off and then it flushes off uh, for you and then it puts the seat down uh, for you. So it's so high tech that it does everything. All you got to do is just kind of uh, do your thing and just get out from there, you know. Um, so I was like, I was, I was like, bonkers over it I I am totally bonkers over it but I need someone to kind of you know sponsor uh, that toilet for me I would definitely take it definitely hey man 
one one of the most popular technologies cutting edge and very creative there has more buttons than the buttons on uh, a remote a remote uh, you know a television remote or whatever remote there are more buttons on that on the toilet than your television remote control and and the best part is it's eco friendly you know a normal toilet uses around 13 liters of water and this japanese toilet only uses 3.8 liters see the amount of water Uh, you know you're really it's eco-friendly you're saving water you know it has the washlet option has had the bidet you know uh, so there's a lot of washing involved um, you don't need toilet paper and then you can also control the strength of the spray of water whether it is you know uh, whether it's warm or cold or whether it is high or low when it comes to strength It also does a little massage, you know. What else can you ask for? Like, it has a seat warmer, which is uh, which is really comfortable. It dries you off, and these toilet cleans itself. So, hey man, you know the to- toilet cleaning is the worst thing ever. Like literally, if you ask me, you know it's it's the longest procedures and it's the most irritating thing. when you when you know before before you're like kind of uh, oh, i got to clean the toilet it's boring it's fucking boring cleaning a toilet but this toilet the $50,000 uh, japanese toilet i don't know whether the different models and you can buy a low lower one but the best one is a 50,000 one uh it's got everything man it does everything for you it even cleans itself So I was like, "Hey man, that's the best thing that happened to mankind." And the Japanese just they have it all, you know. So how I actually that that was one thing that I always wanted. Now I also want the Japanese smart mask because I believe if you're traveling, of course, the United States, India, everybody speaks most of them speaks English, but there are many countries like you know I was talking about France, they're very adamant like in europe germany if you go they want to speak german so i i would definitely want to invest even in the smart mask i didn't i don't know how much does it cost about 40 dollars now this is at least something that you could buy about 40 dollars per mask and um it's going to be uh, it's going to come out in september this year i believe uh, it has it connects via bluetooth to the phone or tablet app uh it's called the c mask and it fits over a normal mask as well so uh so i'm the biggest fan of japanese technology you know when it comes of course you know instagram facebook social media it's all uh, american technology it's american companies but when it comes to those you know creative uh, out of the world very unique like no one has it kind of thing japanese the technology is very unique it's it's popular technology that's what you call it you know So I want two things. Uh uh one is the Japanese toilet. Uh and the second one is a smart mask or the sea mask made by Japanese genius. You know. So uh that's something that I want and let's say I mean if you want to kind of really uh help me fundraise, why not? Just write to me at justnobodypodcast@gmail.com maybe uh i could raise funds you know to kind of help me uh fund those two things for me because that's something that i really want or maybe uh 
Christmas is coming very soon. New Year is coming in very soon. My birthday is also in December. So everything happens in the month of December. I think that's a good idea. I need to ask people that if you want to kind of, if you're really thinking of gifting, of a gift or something, the Japanese toilet is what I want. And the smart mask or the smart mask. Smart mask is something that I can get, I think, $40. Uh, but the Japanese toilet as a gift would really be a gift. A gift for someone you love, not a diamond ring or not diamonds, but the Japanese toilet is something that you give to people you love. Gift for someone you love, a woman's best friend. It's not diamonds, it's the Japanese toilet. <laughs> All right, so, oops, I did it again, it's already Tuesday, and I'm recording my show so late, ooh, baby, baby, oops, you think I'm in love, that I'm sent from a ba I'm not that innocent, yeah. So it's like, you know, everybody's talking about the, everybody's talking about vaccines. Everyone's talking about coronavirus. Everyone's talking about COVID-19. Everyone's talking about the lockdowns and how everything is going crazy. So talking about COVID-19, I believe um, uh, Russia has a vaccine which has come out and they gave it, they named it uh, Sputnik 5 or V. I think it's 5. It's not V. Or is it V or 5? I have no idea. It's a sign of a V. So is it the sign of a number? Or is it the V in in terms of alphabet? I have no idea. But hey man. But hey man. Russia has got its first vaccine. Um, and uh, nobody's excited about it. Except for Russia or people in Russia I believe. I have no idea whether the people in Russia are excited about this new vaccine. But hey, man, I was watching the the state television uh, news that Russia has come up. I am not excited about it because I don't trust it. I don't trust its safety. Uh, I just think it's more of uh, it's a rush, rush thing. It's, it's a rush to be the first, then a rush to be safe. And the most important thing why I don't really trust it is because it does not gone through all the four phases of clinical trials you know you have four phases of clinical trials in the first phase you try it on 10 to 15 you try the new vaccine on 10 to 15 people you know wherein you looking whether whether the vaccine ha- is safe whether it is whether it is effective phase the next phase you you try it on 20 to 80 people there you're trying to see whether there are any side effects uh, of the vaccine phase the next phase you look at you try it on 100 people hundreds of people and then you see whether you try it on people with diseases you check for effectiveness and whether there are side effects the next phase uh you check it on 3000 people that is more uh not hundreds but thousands of people and then they are checking it on people with diseases with some participants who have received new and and then you compare it with uh, with other uh, with other stuff you know with other medicines or whatever 
uh, uh, so that's another phase. And then you go to another phase where after the FDA has approved the medication, thousands of participants are then kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of monitored for over a year. So it, it usually takes about a year, you know, and if you're kind of fast tracking, it may be a little less than that, but not not so quickly like what Russia has done. And of course, they've called it Sputnik V. I'm not excited about it. I don't know about you, but from the vibes that I get, hey, man, I think only the state government in Russia is excited about it. Even the people in Russia are not speaking. I don't. I have not heard from them at all. So uh, in less than two months of human testing, they've just come up with uh, this entire vaccine and they just finished two phases of it. So that means... Tens of people, 20 to 80 or hundreds, little hundreds, hundreds of people is what they tested on. So it has not gone through the important stages, uh, you know, of testing that is required. So I don't know. And uh, this, the the authorities in Russia are definitely excited about it. And they're, they're saying the 20 countries have already placed their orders. Now, I don't know how far that is true. But hey, man, don't give me the vaccine. Don't bring the vaccine next to me. First and foremost, I hate taking injections, whether it's an arm, whether it's a bum, wherever it is, I hate taking injections. And when it comes to when it comes to vaccines, I'm not this uh, I'm not this early adopter, like you know, like I was saying last time. No way that I'm an early adopter. I'm not going to adopt it just like that, like how I adopt technology, like how I adopt. Um, you know, uh, stuff that is exciting, new songs, music, or movies, or technology. It's going to be like, hey, man, you'll all try it first. And then I'm going to be that late majority. Like, that's, that's what I'm going to do, definitely. You know, because uh, if there is a particular rule that a vaccine is given out or it's it's kind of produced the production is set off and then it's sent to people and that there is a rule that it has to pass through those stages those phases of clinical trials and it just you just do two two phases and then you send it out it's risky business man and what if what if people in russia don't want to take it are they going to be forced like, are they going to literally kind of inject them with it? I have no idea. Is it going to be voluntarily? I don't know. I don't know whether it's going to be. Because, hey, man, even if you finish all those phases, like phase zero, one, two, three, four, whatever, till it is, uh, till it is approved by FDA and then it's kind of monitored, I'm going to be really back in the line, not front of the line. You know, this innovation adoption adoption curve, by Philip Kotler, it's a very famous um, marketing marketing uh, curve, you know, which tells you how people are going to kind of uh, what type of buyers are there in the market. Like, you know, when, when there's a new product that comes out, there are different types of buyers. The first type of buyers are called innovators. Now, Philip Kotler is a is a, mar- is a marketing guru. I consider him as a marketing guru. I've re- read a lot of his books on marketing and communications. So the first type of uh, buyers are the innovators. They're about 2.5% of the people. They're brave people. They, they, they like change. They like to experiment things. And I'm an innovator when it comes to 
technology when it comes to music when it comes to movies i'll experiment i'll go and watch it you know uh, i'm not waiting for feedback or whatever but when it comes to vaccines stuff that i put inside my body hey man i'm not among the 2.55% the innovator i'm not brave enough i'm not kind of uh, uh, going to uh, try something new on me you know then there's a second type of people buyers who are called early adopters they're about 3.13.5% of the population now these people are opinion leaders they try new ideas but in a very careful way you know they kind of do a little research and but they they they're early adopters they adopt new ideas and then there's this early majority you know which is about 34% of the population they're thoughtful people they're careful but they accept change uh pretty quickly uh and the average kind of uh, adopters and then there's a fourth type of uh, buyers which were called late majority now they're about 34% of the people they're skeptic people will use new ideas on uh, or new products only when the majority is using it so they will wait for a feedback a customer a lot of customer feedback a lot of you know they'll wait for a few months to see how people are responding to it and then they'll use it so i'm basically a late majority when it comes to vaccines very skeptic will use it only when the majority after the majority has already used it that's where i belong when it comes to uh when it comes to vaccines and i'm an early adopter when it comes to um the other stuff like some something exciting you know like music movies uh technology very very easy and then there's a fifth type of person who are called the lagards now these are 16 16% of the population these are lagard buyers who are very traditional people they like the old ways they're very critical towards new ideas and only accept only will accept mainstream ideas you know so so these people are very traditional will like the old ways you know whatever and they keep complaining about new stuff so that is it's not good to be that bad you know i'm sure the lagards the people who are kind of uh, who are saying they don't want to wear a mask very adamant they're like i'm not going to wear a mask you know it makes me look weak or whatever these are all lagards basically in the in the innovation adoption curve of philip cotler you know when it comes to the buying habits they're basically like god they're not going to try new ideas they're not going to listen no matter what very traditional and very adamant basically so um yeah so when it comes to the russian vaccine that scares the fuck out of me like literally how can you just how can you just kind of produce and then say the 20 countries have already placed an order you can't produce a vaccine in bulk in masses if you've just kind of finished the first two phases of clinical trials you got to try all the stuff you know to really uh give people the confidence it's all about being first that's all you know more than safety that's what i think I don't know. Oof, I don't know. I don't know, you know. Actually, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I I I don't know what's happening, really. 
and then when it comes to we are talking about the vaccine and stuff like that and hey man we are all under lockdowns we are all uh, we are all crying coronavirus covid-19 uh, we have haunted streets no place to eat because everything is closed no places to hang out outside because everything is closed um i wanted banana uh, pudding the other day this weekend from one of the best bakeries magnolia because i don't know how to make banana pudding at home i went to that store that was closed uh so everything is fucking closed in the rest of the world but wuhan china like literally this morning uh it was breaking news that people in wuhan china are celebrating at the wuhan beach water park the water park was so crowded packed crowds people not wearing face mask colorful lights all of the place they were sitting in some uh, they were all in water drenched in water not wearing wearing face mask they were all singing to some dj beats you know uh, there was a dj at the at the pool at the park playing live music and these guys were like singing along to the music at the party and that's wuhan china where that one person ate the bat and the rest of the world is under lockdown but these guys are just open they're dancing in the water park i'll share the pic with you even the guy who ate the bat the guy or the girl whoever ate that bat in wuhan china was at the party that's what i think i i need to confirm that but i'm sure the guy who ate the bat got infected and transmitted the virus to someone else in the rest of the world was at this water park beach water park party the epicenter of the virus of the pandemic was wuhan china and they're all dancing at the beach i'm going to share this pic with you the photo that just came out today well the rest of the world just is haunted literally haunted so what's happening is china lying is that a fake kind of uh, publicity stunt that people in wuhan china are doing or was it real i have no idea but that photo or that dj party and those videos gave me a nightmare i was like what the fuck are you all doing that place was the epicenter that that was a place where that guy ate that bat that was the place where the virus originated from and you, from you and you're having a party And then I was like, uh, okay, let me just do some uh, authentic reading, you know, from some authentic sources. Like is this some kind of bullshit? Like is it a place not in Wuhan, China, but somewhere else and they're just kind of, you know, uh kind of uh trying to make it a big deal by, you know, bullying the rest of the world. But then sources like uh BBC and stuff like that, those media channels they have literally been saying that yes that that was wuhan china party there at the beach with thousands like thousands of people literally all no social distancing uh no mask wearing but they all having a good time you know 
So, uh, and then and the, the news article also said about how Wuhan, China was able to do it. Now, it seems when 17 people, when just 17 people were killed and more than 400 people were affected by the virus, Wuhan, which has a population of 11 million people, you know, they closed down on January 23rd. That's when it all started. They cut off from China, the rest of China. There was uh, no leaving the house. Like, even if you don't have groceries at home, you're not leaving your house. Like, no leaving the house, no matter what. You know, from January 23rd to, I think, in March, then they kind of, the lockdown eased. And one person per household was allowed to go out for about two hours. That was a standard limit. So imagine, earlier they were not even allowed to get out of the house. It was so strict. That was in the month of January. And then March, of course, the lockdown eased. One person per household allowed to go out for about two hours. Shopping malls started opening up slowly. Public transport started. People started heading out with face masks. And social distancing was strictly followed. And then in March, that was on 8th March, lockdowns were completely lifted. You know, so that's another month. Schools started reopening. Businesses re-emerged. Transport was resumed. So from January 23rd, when there was a complete lockdown, people not allowed to get out of the house, to inside March, partially opening up very slowly, one person per household going out for about two hours. And then in April, everything was just kind of lifted. Transportation also resumed. And in May, when a second wave, they saw a second wave uh, in the month of May in Wuhan, China. And they saw six new virus cases, you know. So everyone, I don't know how they managed to do it. As soon as they kind of tracked six new virus cases, 11 million people, that is the entire population, no matter who you are, were tested. I don't know how they managed it immediately. And the virus was brought under control. So as of June, like today, uh, like a few months, two, two months back, the markets opened up. In July, they were back to normal. Movies opened up, parks opened, libraries, museums, and everything is normal now. And as of today's news or today's breaking news, Wuhan, China, in the month of August, is having a beach party with thousands of people not even wearing face masks, no social distancing, but they're having a beach party, half naked, all soaked in water, singing to the music of DJs, crowded. And what is the rest of the world doing? Under lockdown. Even the guy who ate the bat, even the guy who ate the bat that day and transmitted the virus, even he was at the party. Even he was at the beach party. I'm sure. I can prove it. <laughs> I can definitely prove it. Anyway, sad, yeah. These lockdowns are really crazy, man. They're not easy. No matter what you say. No matter how the people living on this earth, you, you may think that I'm 
I'm a dreamer, 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 dreamer. But I'm not the only one. But someday, China's, 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 and the world will be as one. I forgot the I forgot the lyrics of the song. You know, I used to watch so many. Uh, I uh, my main. I I don't really watch these series that happens like once in a week or every day. You know, kind of the series or the programs that run on television. I don't really watch that. My main viewing or kind of entertainment was watching movies, or I I watch a lot of comedy. For some some of you who know me, I watch a lot of comedy. I watch a lot of talk shows, whether it's late night, daytime shows, or whatever. uh because that's where i get a lot of information about the entertainment industry new music new movies that's why i watch a lot of late night talk shows and then a lot of watch a lot of a lot of comedies but with this all lockdown stuff that is happening it's so difficult to really watch what i used to like i can't watch these late night talk shows i can't watch these to comedy skits which are happening virtually you know like you have jimmy fallon coming up uh virtually on social media etc and then you have all these late night shows and then come comedians you know virtually kind of uh doing shows for people but these shows without an audience is so boring like i can't even watch a single minute of all these shows so like literally i've given up on watching anything that's happening right now with you know i used to love these things i don't watch them at all so All I'm sticking to is old movies. I'm watching a lot of old movies. That's how I'm passing my time as of now. Uh but I wish I could watch, you know, I wish everything comes back normal like we have these normal talk shows, we have the normal comedy stuff because I really enjoyed them. You know, it really kept kept me abreast with what's happening in the entertain- entertainment industry, whether it's movies or new movies. or uh, new music, new comedy shows etc. it's just kind of cut off now. You know, I wish that would happen. So how I wonder what are you guys doing, you know? How how are you passing your time? I wonder. I always wanted to know that because it's really hard these days, you know. It's really hard doing what you like doing the normal way. It's really hard like uh But anyways, I watch a lot of uh, like the other day I was watching Silence of the Lambs. I think it was last week is when I watched it. And that was not the first time that I watched The Silence of the Lambs. I watched the movie so many times already, but you never get bored with the movie. It's so good. It's so damn good. Anyway, Oops, oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. I lost in the game. Oops, oh baby, baby. Oops, you think I'm in love that I'm sent from a bow? I'm not that innocent, man. I'm not that innocent. Don't even think about it. That I'm that innocent. Always mistaken to be that innocent. You see my problem is this I'm dreaming away wishing that heroes they truly exist. I cry watching the days Can't you see I'm a fool in so many ways but to lose all my senses that is just so typically me a oh, baby a oh, baby baby
Oops, I did it again. I played with my heart, got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby, oops, you think I'm in love, that I'm sent from a I'm not that innocent. You see, my problem is this. I'm dreaming away. Wishing the heroes that truly exist. I cry watching the days. Can't you see I'm a fool in so many ways? But you lose all my senses. That is just so typically me. Oh, baby, baby. Oops, oops, oops. So, oops, what's happening in Hong Kong, guys? Like, oops. The national security law uh, that has been that's passed on Hong Kongers, you know, by the Chinese regime, is so dangerous. Like, I hate using the word dangerous, like, literally. Nothing is dangerous, but the national security law... My heart goes out to all those Hong Kongers who are trying to make the transition. I don't know how you're going to do it. Are you all asking for citizenship from the United Kingdom? I have no idea what you're doing. But making the transition from a very independent, a very open democratic uh, place to a communist regime or an authoritarian uh, place, it's so difficult. Like, I can't imagine. You know, you're very independent, you're very free, you can say what you want. You can you have free speech, etc. And suddenly you go go into this uh, kind of um, you know a very uh, shut up kind of place. You, you can't say what you really really feel. It's so difficult. You know, it's very easy to come out from a communist and an authoritarian uh, kind of uh, control to open society. It's very easy. It's fun. It's the best thing possible. You know, you'll thank. All those freedom fighters who really gave you this freedom. But doing it the reverse way? Hey, man, Hong Kongers, my heart goes out to you guys, man. My heart really goes out to you, Hong Kongers, because it's really not easy with what's happening. The media has really taken the control. Any any government or any kind of, any state, any authority, when, when the authorities fear media, or they fear activists, activism, or they f- when when they fear pe- when people challenge them over the decisions. Any kind of regime or any kind of government, any kind of authorities, when they when they fear the media, activists and activism of the people, that means they are guilty about something. They want to control you. It's authoritarianism. It's totalitarian. It's Communism, it's very dangerous. You're not allowed you're not allowed to kind of speak out. And that's what's happening in Hong Kong right now. A very liberal, a very free, a very democratic place has got this national security that's completely under control. It's gonna change everything there. It was a place that I once wanted to go actually and work for a few, you know, for a few months or a few years because I wanted to understand the culture. But hey man. This is scary business. Like, 
it was it was so sad that a professor you know who started the umbrella movement and he named it the umbrella movement he was sacked he was fired from the university of hong kong after a uh, uh, and uh, based on this national security law another uh, another media bigwig was arrested under this national security law a student activist was also arrested so these are these are slowly happening now this newspaper this media mogul you know uh he was uh, he was uh, from this media company and uh he w- i was watching this video where he was just dragged out by uh i don't know what was police the chinese police or whatever but he was dragged out and uh his his the headquarters of his uh media company was raided by 200 police officers and uh, again the only thing that they say that we have a warrant under the national security law and you're kind of uh you're kind of you've broken the law and that that's why we're arresting you or we're kind of uh we we're kind of raiding and you know kind of uh, looking around the, your offices your media company which is really sad and very scary so they're trying to silence the media they're trying to silence the people so my heart goes out to hong kongers literally like i can't imagine you know how are you going to how are you going to make the transition that's that's going to be a difficult one definitely that's going to be a difficult one my friends that's going to be a difficult one it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy to make the transition no way and then another place uh, another country uh, in the people of belarus i believe eastern europe um they have started a new movement of course the hong kong movement is kind of almost uh, the umbrella movement no longer kind of uh, we thought that the hong kong is going to be you know the national security won't, won't be imposed on hong kongers but it happened so sad for the people they have to live with it because the world just you know kept quiet especially the united kingdom you know so belarus right now is uh has the slipper revolution and the anti cockroach revolution which is which is a real uh i i think these names you know of these movements are really very creative you know uh, i love this slipper revolution and the, the cockroach in the revolution is the president who has been who has been a president for almost nearly 3 th- decades that's about 30 years and uh, so the anti cockroach movement is an anti president so the president is a cockroach and they want to get him out because i believe uh, he got reelected again and the people in belarus thinks that think that the uh, it was uh, rigged the elections were rigged and he kind of reelected himself but hey man aren't they terms like you know we you have a one term like you have two terms for one president to have two terms in the united kingdom like the prime minister in india can have two terms maximum you can't go beyond it so it's like 8 years you can't have more than that you know there has to be someone you have a two term maximum what about belarus like if this person has been there for 26 years he's been reelected and reelected like why would someone want someone for so long in the first place you know what what new thing is going is he going to bring if he's never brought any about change for the last 26 years i don't know you know there should be a maximum two terms you can't go beyond it but this guy has been for 26 years so belarus the people have come out and they're kind of fighting i love the i love the name of the movements 
that they give the the name that they give these movements what is it the the cockroach the anti cockroach movement and the slipper movement how how creative is that man and why anti cockroach they can just give it a cockroach movement like who who on this who on this planet love cockroaches nobody loves cockroaches i i don't like I don't like cockroaches and no one likes cockroaches so you don't have to say anti cockroaches just cockroaches moment a slipper movement you know oh that's what i'm saying but that's scary like how can someone really be your leader for 26 years and you allow that person to keep going on you know for that many years I have no idea. I fucking have no idea, but I have one idea, okay? I want to tell you guys if you don't know. Uh this is something that I I have not in my in my CV in my resume. That I have dissected a cockroach, okay? In my zoology class when I was in college and uh the dissection was basically to learn the different parts of a cockroach anatomy. and also its brain cells which cannot be seen by the naked eyes you got to kind of uh, put it on your slide and look at it under the microscope uh so um, so that was that's something that i want to kind of tell you if you ask me like you know what else do you do, you do that's not written in your resume or in your cv hey man i dissected a cockroach I've seen brain a brain uh, the brain cells of of a cockroach under the microscope. Hey man, I know what a reproductive system and the digestive system of a cockroach looks like because I dissected a cockroach in college in my zoology class. That's what I've done. That was so interesting, man. I mean, I I I just feel like laughing at it right now, but it was so funny. But hey man, I dissected a cockroach. Imagine taking a wax tray, you know, we had these wax trays. I had two of them. You uh which you get them in the market, like they were wax trays. You put a black kind of uh paper on the on the wax tray, pin it up. And then you lay down the cockroach uh on the reverse on the on its stomach side, pin it up. nicely dissected and then look at its stomach its digestive system its reproductive system then go up to its uh, brain kind of tease off uh, a few cells put it on a slide and then look at it under the microscope you know put some color so that you can see it and then look at it under the microscope hey man i did all that so if you ask me what else have you done you know which is not that is not mentioned in the cv or resume hey man I dissected a cockroach for God's sake. I did that. I fucking did that. So I like these uh, I like these move names of these moments the umbrella movement, you know. That was fantastic. It's a great name. Of course it it failed like literally. It was it looked so successful but it failed. I hope Belarus uh the country is able to fight the president that they're fighting 
under the slipper revolution and the anti-cockroach revolution. That is, they take their slippers and hit the cock, kill the cock, not kill it, but injure, tell the cockroach to kind of, you know, fuck off, you know, kind of thing. Um, uh, like you've been too long. It's nearly a, it's nearly three decades that you've been around. Hey, man, go, you know. Let them get someone new. That's all that I'm trying to say. That's all that I'm trying to say, actually, you know. That's all that I'm trying to say, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Okay, so that's all that I wanted to kind of talk about. I don't know why do you guys listen to me. Like, literally, I have no idea why do you guys listen to me. But thank you so much for listening, for really taking the time tuning in to this just a nobody podcast because just like a nobody i just keep yapping stuff that that's on my mind you know that's what i do right so if you want to write to me if you want to ask any questions or if you want to be uh if you want to kind of contribute you want to kind of say something on my podcast feel feel free to write to me at just a nobody podcast at gmail.com or you can dm me at m-e-a-r-l-c-o-l-a-c-o that's my uh, that's my DM on my Twitter account. You can do that definitely because I would love to take someone on my uh, my show. It's not that I'm just yapping by myself, you know. If you want to kind of talk if talk to on the show, if you want to contribute, please be my guest. You know, I'd love to know what is the topic that you want to speak about. You know, and if you kind of catch anything that I'm saying that makes no sense, I'm not right, or I've not done my enough research. Hey man, you can write to me at just a nobody at podcast just to nobody podcast at gmail.com you know I'll definitely look at his suggestions okay i've recorded the show tonight i'm kind of going to post it tomorrow i'm not going to do it tonight because it's already too late uh but thank you so much for listening uh i want to leave you with uh oops i did it again by getting so late so just kind of an apology and this is a song i'll be on the other side uh, stay tuned I like the I like the way she does. She's really that is that that's really cool. But anyways, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, until next time, whenever I I'm sure it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Sunday Monday. That's when I'm gonna kind of kick off my next episode. Until then, thank you so much for listening, baby. Bye 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 bye.